welcome to episode number 71 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host is Les. Tonight, we're talking about notebooks. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So it's been a while for us, Les. I think uh, we skipped a week or two. Yeah, we we skipped uh, at least one week. Yeah. Um, So I am back from Baltimore. I have a lot to say about that. Um, I had a (laughs) wonderful time meeting um, Johnny, Tim, and Andy. Uh, It was super awesome, and I so wish you were there with me. Um, the meeting, meeting everyone, and it is the only thing that I had FOMO about. Yeah, it like, I mean, the pen show, I wasn't impressed, but I don't like pens, so um, <laughs> it was great. It was great to meet people that I only knew from online. Um, so, but yeah, it, I really like. We were talking about doing something in Tennessee, so we could go to Musgrave. Oh cool um so i don't know we'll, we'll figure something out but anyhow it was a really good time um i don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about it because it was my adventure <laughs> uh, not rsvp's adventure i did actually plug the show on the erasable uh podcast because they asked me cool. to record a segment uh i also plugged your no brand notebooks to a room full of uh pen users cool um so uh, but I am using Wright's new pocket notebook, the Amethyst. I don't know if anyone has seen these. They are really pretty, really purple. Um, I like them. I know that, uh, not a lot of people like the binding. Um, understandably so. Um, but yeah, they, they work for me in the, the capacity in which I use. I think if I actually put pocket notebooks in my pocket, I would not like them as much, if that makes sense. It does, but it's it's less for me with the pure binding, that, that glue binding. Mm-hmm. It's less about keeping it in my pocket and just the fact that there's a huge um, gutter in the middle of the book that I can't use. Right. And then if I'm writing on the left-hand side, um, it's really uncomfortable for me. So I just – I don't like the pure bindings. Yeah, no, I could see that writing on the left side because you have to lean on the entire notebook and it's just weird yep. and awkward and it's trying to close on you. So, because you don't want to like bend the binding too much and then. Oh, uh, but I do. <laughs> and then it and then it never cr- closes properly again. It's just all wonky afterwards. Uh-huh. It's yeah. I, the pure bindings are garbage. Yeah, um, and I'm writing with a pencil I've written with in a very long time, but I kind of like talk them up when I recorded with. With uh, erasable, I was asked what my favorite pencils were, and of course I had to say the uh, neon casemate. Duh. Yeah. Um, but I said Indian pencils in general. Um, they really, when I first started branching out, I was really surprised by the fact that I was finding myself picking up a lot of Indian-made pencils more often than not. So I'm using the Apsara Matte Magic. These are those ones. They have like a the wood is dyed different colors. Um, like mine's dyed blue, and then the yep. it's dipped in blue uh, paint with a white stripe on the tip. Um, mm. It has like a matte finish, so it it's extra dark, and it definitely lives up to its name. Um, I've been working a lot more on my blog. I put out a couple reviews. I reviewed the uh, Field Notes Dungeons & Dragons uh, notebook and the new... Uh, two-stage sharpener, uh, the new and improved. 
uh, mm. two-step sharpener from uh, Blackwing. So um, it's been fun to blog again. I'm actually working on uh, writing a little something about Caroline's new book, uh, Pencils You Should Know. Um, I picked that up uh, last week. So it's it's fun. It's a good little coffee table book because it's mainly pictures mm. and little write-ups about different pencils. So um, outside of the stationary world, uh, I've been excited. Uh, the new Animal Crossing game comes out for Nintendo Switch. For those in the know, you know how much of a big deal this is. Uh, Animal Crossing is phenomenal and amazing, and I love it, and I can't wait for it to come out. Um, And I'm also just preparing for grad school. Uh, June 1st is rapidly approaching, and so as much as I I talk about video games, I've been kind of shifting the way in which I use electronic media. Um, I've been trying to read a lot more to kind of get back into the rhythm of reading words on paper. So, yep. so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what's been going on in my universe. Les, what about you? Well, so the last time we recorded, I had just gotten my fresh new pizza box computer. I think, uh, God, that was actually longer ago than I thought. So I had just gotten the computer and then literally two weeks after I'd gotten the computer, it developed a line of dead pixels about three inches down from the top of the screen. Um, so I had to do a return and now I've got a brand new, exactly the same computer, um, which I've named cheese pizza too. And it, it, it's doing the job. You know, there's something about cheap computers that feels very freeing. Um, so this weekend I, uh, met up with my old supervisor slash mentor. So it's slightly different in the therapy world because you have a someone who's called your supervisor, but they're not actually your boss. Um, and everywhere else you would just call it a mentor. Um, so I met up with her and we had, we had some coffee. And then after she left, I sat down with my pizza box in the cafe and had a couple more refills of coffee and, and just sat there and wrote, uh, worked on my novel. And it, it, you know, there's something, a it's, it's the cheap computer. I think it's, it's like having a Chromebook, that is just very freeing when you're writing. Um, and I've also not put a lot of programs on it. So it's really basic. There's like, you know, I got my music, uh, I've got Google docs, I've got word, I got all that on there, but it's, it's not like my old computer that just had the ability to do all kinds of things. I'm pretty sure if I put more stuff on this, the computer would just be like, screw you, I'm done. Um, so I've, I've, I'm, I'm enjoying having, a real basic computer. Uh, and I picked up a typewriter. I've uh, just accepted the fact that I'm a hipster. And I picked up this, um, and I'm, it's a brother uh, typewriter and it's an electronic one. So it has these little cartridges that you can slide in with different fonts. So you can type it with different, um, different fonts. Um, and I've been looking to see if I can get some additional little cartridges, but they're like $35 on eBay. They're super expensive. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, you wouldn't think that. And I, I'm just looking forward to all of the other hipsters, just forgetting about all of the hipster things that I like so that I can start getting those hipster things that I like cheap again. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, sadly. Um, but basically, like what I've been doing with the typewriter is just sending letters. <laughs> so uh, and then I ran out of ink in it. So. 
So we got to go find a place to get some ink for it, which fortunately I think Amazon and Staples still sell the, the cartridge for it. So that's cool. And we're recording on International Women's Day. That we are. We are indeed. So I just um, – it's International Women's Day. Hey. Uh, and I am using a Sharpie pen. It's a black Sharpie pen. It's one of the newer ones with the improved ink or whatever. Um, and my friend Sarah makes handmade notebooks, and she gave me a bunch. She got um, – wallpaper samples and that's what the covers are made out of so it's got a little piece of um hers are recycled so it's got it's got some nice paper inside then it's got a piece of um cereal box in the back um and then uh, she stitches them up and they're super nice so it's just like a little like scrap paper notebook and that's what i'm writing in um while i'm here at home um when i'm out and about i'm still working in my baron fig work play three um basically because it works really well for journaling for me and we'll talk about as we get to our main topic some some other options um and i'm starting more seeds this weekend i got to start my tomatoes soon and my um, eggplants. So looking forward to getting those started because we're getting it. Spring is almost here. Um, I have a neighbor who has um, their entire front yard is covered in snowdrops. Okay. And it looks like snow. It just like you drive by and you're looking at it. It's like, did we get snow last night? Um, but it's just like all of them are up there type of crocus. So they're, they're all popped up and it's just this field of white flowers. Um, so spring is almost here. Yes. I am. I, I can feel it. I'm so looking forward to it. I can't wait for my garden this year. Um, and if anyone wants to see the peppers that I'm, I've started, uh, my Carolina Reaper is looking amazing. I've got several Carolina Reapers, but I've got one that's a little older than the rest. Um, I think it's going to start putting out buds soon, so I'm really excited. Um, anyway, that's that's me. Um, other than work, I haven't been doing a whole lot. It's just work has been worky and stressful as usual. So I am ready for us to move into our main topic. What about you, Dade? I am as well. I've been thinking about this topic pretty much since I went and made a paid a visit to Wright headquarters. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to talk much about my time there. I plan on blogging about it a little bit. I took a few pictures and, you know, it was just a really good experience. But it got me thinking about notebooks in general, obviously. Um, and uh, on my seven-hour train ride home... Because uh, I took the train to Baltimore from Western Massachusetts, um, you know, I mean, I I've been using Baron Fig pretty exclusively uh, for like a year, but I just I don't know, like lately I don't know if it's like this weird like ever since I started writing about Dungeons and Dragons, I'm getting targeted ads for notebooks that are like great notebooks for the dungeon master, and you know, or um, mm. like all these like marketed directly towards like D and D gaming type stuff. Um, yeah. And so code and quill had come up on my radar, which I had known about them before because they advertise pretty heavily on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, 
And so I don't know, like I within a matter of like five or ten minutes, I found several uh, hardcover notebooks um, all at the same price point. That sweet spot of twenty five dollars. Mm. Um, they're all either twenty four ninety nine or twenty five dollars even. Mm. Um, and it just I don't know. It got me thinking like uh, most of these were Kickstarter launched notebooks. Um. Some of the ones I'm going to talk about were, I know, um, I believe Coding Quill started as a Kickstarter. I think so, yeah. Um, and a couple of the others I bring up are, and so it's just, I don't know, I just want to kind of to like, free discuss um, how these companies can kind of differentiate themselves, and when does it become copycatting? When does it become like, who was here first? And does it even need to come to that? Um, well... So do you mind if I just jump in right now? No, do it, please. So, okay. So I don't think any of this is copycatting. I I think maybe to a point, yes, doing a Kickstarter to start your notebook company could be construed as copycatting on Baron Fig. But the reality of the matter is that a six by nine ish size notebook has been around for a really long time. It's not like this is a new notebook size or a style. A hardcover basic notebook um, with a linen cover. Hell, when I was in high school, I would go to Borders Books and go to the $5 section, and those were my journals on all through college. I Like, these are not new these linen covered notebooks or fabric covered notebooks or vinyl covered notebooks. Um, the, what makes them, what differentiates them from one another is the quality of the paper, the quality of the binding, the quality of the cover itself. Um, and the quality of the printing on the inside for the ruling. Um, and I don't, I don't think Baron fig and, I'm going to say this, and everyone knows that I enjoy Baron Fig quite a lot. I don't think Baron Fig broke any new ground here. I agree. I think that these notebooks and the style of notebook has been around for a really long time. And a lot of people could turn around and say, well, you know, Moleskin did it before Baron Fig. They just, Baron Fig dropped the elastic, which I think is a mistake. I think they really ought to add a elastic and a pocket into the back of their notebooks, but whatever. Um, I just, it's not new ground. It's not copycatting and everyone like gets their, their panties all in a bunch about like, well, you know, this company, they're ripping off Baron Fig. That's our design. And, you know, it, no, you know, it, well, yes, maybe in terms of like there was infamously, the company that basically took Baron Fig's template for the Kickstarter and basically reproduced it, but in blue and yellow instead of burgundy. That's a ripoff. Stealing someone's marketing materials is a ripoff. Um, and, and I, I wouldn't even say that using the same Chinese factory to produce your notebooks is a ripoff. If you don't want someone to use the same factory, or the same paper or the same company to produce a notebook, start your own factory. I'm just going to say like, buy the factory, buy, buy the factory or, or sign, make them sign an, an exclusive agreement uh, that they won't produce something exactly the same. 
or so similar it can't be differentiated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, that's not, it's not a ripoff. And I know I'm going to get some pushback on that, but this, this style of notebook has been around for a long time. You can't rip off something that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Well, maybe not hundreds and hundreds, but (laughs) well over a hundred years. Right. You know? Well, that's the thing. Then it shifts from a notebook thing to a marketing thing, and that's a totally different other beast that I don't want to get into. But, like, yeah, you're right. They they did not reinvent the wheel. Um, they, you know, I mean, I, I wish they had the elastic, actually, because you're right. I miss that. I mean, but no. So, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of just wanted to talk about the other notebooks out there and, like, what I've seen and... Like, I mean, I guess for me, um, what, like, how much is too much? Like, these are questions I don't have answers to. These are things that were just swirling around in my brain. Like, like, like when I was looking for, like, Amazon brand notebooks or just like, I basically just Googled hardcover A5 notebook into Amazon Uh and I got thousands of results and so like yeah how do you differentiate and then when you get into these upper level like 25 dollar category notebooks it's like really you're you're really kind of going through stuff and 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 i guess picking what looks nice or like i I don't know it's just it's just something i wanted to kind of explore um so, yeah, I think some of it is is an aesthetic thing. Like, what 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 looks good to you? Like, I would say that Code and Quill notebooks look really nice to me, but also I really love Baron Figs limited editions. Their limited editions with the embossing on the cover is gorgeous. But again, a lot of this stuff isn't new. Embossing has been around for a long time, or debossing, right. um, making pleather um, or imprinted covers out of vinyl has been around for a really long time. I mean, Moleskine has been making their notebooks for a really long time. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think it comes down to like, what are you looking for in a notebook in terms of paper and binding and cover? Um, cause some people don't, don't want to use vinyl, right? Right. Um, some people like, I actually really prefer, the fabric covered notebooks over vinyl just because I don't, I don't really want to put that much plastic into the world and vinyl is really horrible for the environment. Right. Um, so having a fabric covered notebook makes me super, super, super happy. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're right. It's just about what works for you. Um, but I found some interesting things in my journey. And so I wanted to talk about them, Mm. things I actually never heard of. And maybe you have heard of them. Um, so I guess we can start going through that if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, Where did you want to start? Did you ever hear of a notebook called Hatch? H-A-T-C-H? Nope. All right. Well, let me, um, the link is in our show notes. Okay. Um, so it's this really interesting, like, planning system, and I rolled my eyes as soon as I was like, 
Kickstarter for a notebook that helps you plan stuff. And they also made dice that you roll to decide what meal to make. Like what? Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, but their notebooks are really, really interesting. Um, like I really like the format um, mm. of them. And so I don't know. I, I found it interesting. Um, and it made me think about like the, you know how the work play, like you were saying how it works perfectly for you. Cause like one side mm-hmm. is, you know, they have the two different sides so you can sketch on one side and, and kind of plan things out. Yep. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on these notebooks that do a step above that. So like, I like the work play as well because it's kind of free form. If I want to make a chart, I can make a chart. If I want to make a checklist, I make a checklist. Are you a fan of notebooks that kind of railroad you into using their particular organizational? Um, no. So you're a <laughs> not fr- at all. You're a free form kind of. I I I like lines and I like dot grid or I like blank. I I don't I don't want. Um, I don't want a lot of extra stuff because it never seems to work for me for very long. Um, and actually I, now that I'm looking at this hatch notebook, I have seen it before. Um, but yeah, that I just, for me, for like, and I've done, I've done a ton of thinking about various and assorted organizational systems and to do lists and things like that. Um, and I find that a very simple system works best for me. Something like the Hatch Notebook would frustrate the crap out of me. Um, and to the point that um, the Clear Journal that came out of Baron Fig, I, I liked some of the setup, but I never used it the way it was intended to be used. I I like that there were extra ruling lines. Like I like that. Right. But I don't want something that's like, here's where you make your checklist for the day. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like you, but not. So <clears throat> I like the ability to have like free space and free form to kind of like, you know, like when I plan out my days, it depends what I'm doing. Sometimes I need all the space yeah. in the world to kind of like sketch out and conceptualize what I need to do. But then sometimes I need guidance. So I need, um, but I actually thought while it's cool, it's super extra and super railroady, this notebook. Yeah. Um, well, so like when I need that extra guidance type stuff, that's when bullet journaling comes into play for me. You know, to be honest, I've never been able to fully like I, I I guess bullet journaling is takes many different forms, but I've never been able to to do the bullet journaling system completely. I it overwhelms me oddly enough. I only use it when it's appropriate, and I use it in my work to do list. So every morning I sit down at work, and during staff meeting I make a, a to do list of all of the stuff that I've got to do that day. Um. And that's the only way that I really find it helpful. And so basically to me, bullet journaling is a to-do list that instead of like crossing out things on the list, I just put an X next to the things (laughs) on my list. And sometimes I just revert to a legal pad and making a to-do list. Okay. 
I mean, for me, I guess what I this is what happens to me, and I like the legal pad approach. I, I envision myself using that more often when I get into a routine of like working and having to mm-hmm. plan out my day a little bit more. I guess I feel when I use a notebook, there's this like I, I don't feel it with pocket notebooks, but with like cloth bound, hard bound notebooks, like I'm supposed to do things a certain way and I don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. I know you don't yeah. feel that. I'm guessing you well, don't feel that. Sometimes I do like so. So it is like I'll use the clear journal as an example. It was really hard for me to just be like, I'm just going to ignore how these are lined out and ruled out for me. And I'm just going to do my own thing because I love the paper and I wanted to use it as a larger sort of life planner and place where I was going to figure like plan some larger projects that needed more room than a regular pocket notebook or larger six by nine notebook. Yeah. But I did, I had a moment where I was like, I'm ruining this. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt that way too. And then I just shut the notebook and I never use it. And then I have notebooks laying around that I've only used the first like five, six pages of. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I wouldn't want one of these hatch journals, one of these hatch notebooks, because it, what would happen is I would, you know, I, I would use maybe two, three pages and then I would say, eh, not for me. And then I just have another notebook that is incomplete and I'd feel terrible about it. Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I feel similarly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it, everyone has their own thing, but, but I, I found it interesting because they, they've laid it out in a way that I've never seen before. Mm. Um, and the way they kind of sell you on the, uh, you know, cause it's called hatch. So you have to conceive it, you know, conceive yep. and then incubate and then you hatch it. It just, uh, it was, yeah. Uh, I'm cringing inside. Exactly. So I had to <laughs> share it with someone. Um, so <laughs> podcast listeners. Oh, and they have a quote from Harriet Tubman on their webpage. Okay. So, um, and then, so this is, this is more of like my misadventures into looking mm. for alternative notebooks. Um, because, this next journal I want to talk about, actually, um, I can't, kept getting emails from them unsolicited. Like, I did not sign up for a mailing list. Oh, I don't like that. And That's it was, not okay. It was the kind of email, like, I must have signed up for some mailing list that, like, mm. I didn't read enough, and then it's, like, sold me other things. But it's the kind of email you get where the subject line has emojis in it. Oh, dear. Um, it's called the Mind Journal. Um, it's for men, Les, so I don't know if you can go to the webpage. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Oh, it's on Huckberry? Mind Journals? Mindjournals.com. Um, and they're the journal. It's not, it's not a journal. It's the journal. It's $40. And, and so. Guidance, support, and somewhere to clear your mind to become the best version. Oh, Lord. It oh. it was so ridiculous that I just had to bring it up to share it with the world because it's horrible. Um, that is that is some some ad copy there. Yeah, it's 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 not even worth talking about longer than like two minutes. But I just wanted to um to share it and to kind of see how I want I wanted you to see this. Um, it would have been great when we talked about uh, gendering of stationery. Um, uh, do men really need their own their own special um, journal? 
Yeah, I mean, on the first oh, review... Here, well, in the Jotter, they have a page where they can uh, explore how they... How do you feel today? What are your intentions and achievements? Things you're grateful for, which is... So I'm just going to point out here that that setup, um, other than the how do you feel, like that's meant as a check-in. That is from a five-minute or ten-minute speed journaling technique that they have completely ripped off with the exception of here are some feeling words that you can... Um, circle which that's not cool don't rip people off anyway i interrupted you no no (laughs) and like the first one of the first reviews was like this journal has helped me get in touch with my feelings i never thought it was something i could do but then there was someone that said this is for women too um why is this or you know why is this gender related um but yeah it's just well because you you write in it with your genitalia apparently right it's just oh it's so bad um so yeah we'll we'll move on but i just i wanted to to oh man so you can see what i saw um but then i found something (laughs) that that is interesting and i actually want to buy and try um did you ever use stone paper no, but it's basically two sheets of plastic with like stuff in the middle. Right. So um, there is a notebook called uh, Karst, K-A-R-S-T, uh, KarstStonePaper.com. Um, and they make paper from recycled stone. Yeah, it's um, gypsum. And I was curious because I I know that you are very well versed and experienced in different mediums and papers and stuff. And I was just curious if it's like I'm a big fan of very smooth paper. Mm. And I just want to know if you've Um, I've been I've been told that it's very similar in texture to a paper uh, plastic paper product called Yupo. Okay. Um, which I actually really enjoy for sketching on and making watercolors. Um, that said, um, it does have a texture and a tooth to it. Okay. So there, there's you'll be I, you might enjoy it, you might not. Yeah, it's like. To- I, I really don't want to spend twenty five dollars to find out. I hate something. Um, you can well. I I would I would expect that their stone paper is going to be a lot like everyone else's stone paper. So you could probably get another like cheaper stone paper notebook and test it out. Yeah, um, it's definitely something I want to try. But I I like the aesthetic of their notebooks. Their hardcover notebooks. Mm. They're simple. Yeah, with the simple little K. In the corner. And they don't try to be ridiculous. It's either grid, dot grid, blank, or lined. Um, and they sell woodless pencils, which are a nightmare. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of woodless pencils. They just shatter. I was just going to say, I'll never forget one time I was using one and I dropped it on the floor off my desk in college and it shattered into like 20 pieces. Yep, that's what they do. <laughs> It was so bad. Yep. I I had many of the woodless pencils in my undergrad for sketching and drawing, uh-huh. and they were just a nightmare. They were awful. 
So the outside of them kind of like, is it just, so could you essentially turn the pencil? I've never tried this with the ones that I've used and I hate them so much. I don't think I have them anymore. Um, <laughs> if you put the pencil on its side and like rub it, can you use it kind of like a stick of graphite? Yeah. Essentially. They're, that's, that's all they are, except for the fact that they're, they're round. usually wrapped, they're round and they're wrapped in either, well, mine were always wrapped in um, like a plastic or shellac coating because mine were all, Grumbacher um, art pencils. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I I don't know. I found stone paper because and and their website again. I don't know. Maybe it's this like maybe I'm the one that is behind the times. But it, it it's like so many of the other websites. They have a huge like Squarespace esque website where they sell their stuff. Well, it probably is. It probably is like a Squarespace website. As I as I host my blog on Squarespace. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. It just it stood out to me. Um Yeah. And then the quote and quill we kind of brought up before. Yep. Um I don't know. I'm on the fence about <sighs> buying this. It's been talked about heavily in my D&D groups. The code and quill? Yeah, because they use indentation rule. I love indentation rule. Right. I'm not going to lie. Right. Me too. And Japanese paper has it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's tempting. Um, they too have a habit planner like every other company in the universe. Um because no one, no one wants to say that we want you to bullet journal. Here's here's your bullet journal. Well, that's the thing I always thought of. Like, are there journals out there that kind of it's a blank journal, but maybe the first like one or two pages has like I don't know, like a key. Like, here are the bullet journal symbols, and here's how to use them. Go, and they leave it to uh, you. N- not that I've no like I've done um, a bunch of reviews on cheaper notebooks via Amazon for my blog. Uh, and the majority of them will like have bullet journaling in the description in some manner, mostly because I, I basically I bought like a half dozen under $10 um, six by nine dot grid notebooks. And um None of them had, some of them had an index or numbered pages, but none of them had like, here's how, here's the bullet journal, like key. Most, um, I think there were a few on Amazon that actually did have that, but that was never, um, something that I was looking for because I literally have a little post-it note that I wrote down the key that I use for bullet journaling. Um, and I take that and I move it from bullet journal to bullet journal. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I forget what notebook it was that I had. Um, I can't remember. I bought it at uh Bob slate and in the front, it came with a little stencil for like bullet journaling. Oh yeah. Um, Oh crap. Uh, I remember. Um, I it's I'm gone. No idea. Yeah, I don't. 
It's posted on my Instagram, but I don't have my phone with me. But it was it it was actually it's it's not a typical you know hardcover you know notebook like you think. It's more of like a notebook tear pages out notebook like coil yep. coil bound. Yep. Um, but it was super helpful. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, um, I think you you brought up um amazon budget notebooks and your your reviews of them i think this is a good segue after talking about (laughs) really obnoxiously priced things that Mm. people don't need so um i i did i went on this tear where i was like you know what i don't want to spend 25 dollars on a um why am i why can't i remember the name of the journal uh a loish term like I just I don't I don't want to spend that much every time because I blow through them. Like when I'm actively working on on stuff here around the house, I really blow through. And I don't traditionally bullet journal. I do a lot of journaling around like, okay, hero, how are my how, how my how my pepper plants are doing, or here's how um, my tomato plants are doing, or I started this today, or I experimented with this soaking method. Um, also, I made no need bread, and here's the recipe. So I really blow through them pretty quickly. Um, so I wanted to find things that were under $10 or roughly in the $10 range and test them out. So one of my favorites um, was the Art Fan Dot Grid Journal Notebook. That's how they presented it in on Amazon. Um, it had it, it was when I bought it, I believe I paid five. Yeah, I, I'm looking at my post right now paid 5.99 for it had numbered pages a good size dot grid it also had an index which i don't usually always use the index i leave a couple of pages empty in the beginning of my journals and just burn through them um but it had great paper i could use any sort of pen pencil or even fountain pen in it it handled all of that i'll i'll link to the um review on my blog for everyone. Um, but you know, it was a, it was a great little notebook and let's see, what was the other one? There was one called a Paluma, which was also really nice. It didn't, it was again, five ninety nine at the time that I purchased it. It's probably more expensive now. Um, as I noticed that the art fan was enjoyed by the guy who makes rickshaw bags, um, and uh, it, they've gone up in price since then. So that when I bought it, it was five ninety nine. Um, and I also got teal because I really like teal. Um, but it's gone up in price since then. Um, and the Paluma again, it handled all of the pens and pencils and everything, but it had a, a black pleather cover. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're jonesing for something that's a little cheaper, those are some options. And I don't, I have another. There was another one. Um, apparently, I have some comments on those reviews that never came through. Gotta love um, the review sections. Um, I don't mean to ignore things, but I get a lot of spam on my blog, so oh, yeah. I end up oh, so bad. The the in really awful feedback that I've been getting on my blog is just like. I get 
between between 10 and 20 um, feedback comments that are just horrifyingly bad spam. I get I've been getting ones like for Viagra again. I thought that stopped, but yeah. Oh no, I get I get uh, ones for sexy sex girls uh, for sex. Um, which oh, yeah. <laughs> you have local, sometimes they're even local sexy sex girls for sex. Knowing where you live, um, I don't know if I'd want that. Yeah, no. Anyhow. No one wants that. <laughs> um, anyway, the spam has just been ridiculous lately. Um, so I don't always get to people's comments and I, I feel bad for that. Um, but I don't know. The, um, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned, I never knew you did reviews on these, um, until you mentioned it because, oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, I just, I don't do a good job of promoting my reviews. Well, you should because they're good. I'm trying to, I did it, there's another um, journal. I'm actually using it at work right now as my, or actually, no, I just finished it. Um, filling it at work as my work bullet journal and I can't find it on here. And that's another thing, like the search um, feature on my blog is not the greatest. You'd think that if journal... Oh, goodness. Never mind. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'm glad you did those reviews on the notebooks because as i had said earlier i i don't know like it's it's something i don't know i haven't been hiding it from the stationary world but bullet journaling kind of like i don't like it because i get like i get freaked out about like the lack of structure mm-hmm. in order to make structure and so I, these you know like and i'm always like oh i don't want to like start using a $25 notebook and then I'm not going to like it. And like now I've quote unquote wasted a notebook cause you can't tear the pages out. Right. Um, but buying an $8 journal to kind of mess around with that you say is good quality is making me want to try to bullet journal again. Well, and that's, that's like another side of it too, is like, if you're someone who's going to blow through a bullet journal, maybe like, cause I consider myself a hybrid bullet journaler. So I do make like a bullet journal to do list for my weekend plans. So like all of my gardening stuff, like I have this laundry list of things that I need to do. Um, and I have it broken up by the days that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there it is. There's a, I'm going to put another, another link in the show notes for another brand that I, I reviewed. Um, anyway, um, like why would you, why would you want to spend $20, $25 on a notebook if you're not going to buy into it? I mean, you could technically use a composition notebook to test out bullet journaling and just drop a rule down the left hand side of the page and that would work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm against systems that make you spend a metric ton of money to, to like make it work. And I, I think that's like the original beauty of the 
bullet journal system is that you really didn't have to spend a lot of money to get started in it. You could use basically any notebook. And it just happens to be that there's a marketing thing to go with a Loish term, which is a great notebook. Um, it's not for me, but it's a great notebook. I say that, but I'm also, I was gifted a Loish term and that's what I'm using as my bullet journal for work. Uh. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, you know, there, you don't have to spend a lot of money to try these things. And it frustrates the heck out of me when people build things as you have to do this, you have to spend this much money to invest in this because it's such a wallet wag and everything can be a massive wallet wag for a lot of different people. Like it's just uh, people get into it and then they poison the whole thing by, by like spending a ton of money. And that's what Instagram and all of the images of things, they, they spoil it for people who are just getting into it because all of a sudden they feel like they have to keep up with all of these other people that are doing these beautiful and amazing systems or setups um, that aren't really necessary. Really, you just have to make a list and put a dot next to the things that you want to get done on the list. And when you get done with it, you put an X in it. That is the essence of bullet, bullet journaling. If you don't finish it that day, you put a little carrot next to it. Like it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, and and this is just my brain, I guess. I I've had to un you know unfollow a lot of Instagrammers that um when I was in college, there's a huge segment of Instagram that's about note taking and taking pictures yep. of your notes. Yep. And it was starting to make me anxious. Because I'm like, oh, that's really a good idea. That looks really good. Let me take notes that way. And like, sure, I have my own technique for taking notes, but it turned into this monster in my brain of like, am I, I need to do this better or I need to, I need it to look like this or I need it to look like that. Or, and so I had to like unfollow because I just, and, it, and I think the same thing was happening for me with bullet journaling because you see these spreads where people, you know, draw custom banners and they have like separate symbols and they use stencils and they use colors and they use, you know, all these things. And then, then they take a picture that's been filtered seven times and like, yeah, you know, and then here, here you are, this is my daily bullet journal. And you're like, Oh, and you look at your like bullet journal that you just described and there's nothing wrong with it, but you're being made to feel that there is, it feels like it's crap. Because it's yeah. basic and it's just basic. Like what my bullet journal at work is literally each day I write the date and the day of the week. And then below it, it's a list in black ink or blue ink or pencil or whatever, whatever pen I'm using that day. Uh -huh. And then so I, I divide my page in two. So I have that laundry list. And then to the right of that, I have a list of people who called out that day because I have to keep track of my clients. And then the right-hand page, so all of that's on the left-hand page. The right-hand page is any clinical notes. So I'll put the client's name and then indent, and then there'll be a paragraph about what I have to talk to that client about. Are there any collaterals that I have to call? And if that, if I do have to call a collateral, the collateral's name goes on the list with an arrow pointing to the right-hand page so that I know to refer to the notes under that client's name on the right-hand page. 
It's it sounds more complicated than it is, but it's ugly because there are no banners. I can't photograph it anyway. And I even if I even if I blurred everything out, I can't photograph it because that's not ethical. And I've seen some therapists who have done spreads and then photographed it and blurred it out. It's not okay. If you see your therapist doing that on Instagram, get a new therapist. Um, but like, I digress. I, it, my bullet journal is hideous. And then my at-home bullet journal is also really basic because it's a tool. And I art journal separately from my bullet journal. And I like I have a friend who, for her bullet journal, she does really beautiful lettering at the top. But that's it. Uh, underneath the beautiful lettering at the top for that day, it's just really a basic list underneath it. And I think everyone has to find their own system if they're going to do bullet journaling that's going to work. Um, and I'm not trying to evangelize. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent here. Um, and for some of us, it's just going to be a bullet pointed list, a to do list. Right. And I think this is a good thing. I'm glad we kind of came to this because then it, it allows me to kind of reflect upon the experience that I had while I was looking for other hardcover, hardcover journals to use. Uh-huh. Um, other than the Baron Fig ones, because I've I, I'm using Baron Fig not because it's Baron Fig, but because I have so many of them. Um, yeah. So, I I ran into the same thing, you know, like we went through those different journals with guided things and you know layouts and all this stuff and and I think that 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 you know what you just described about how like. Just because a system is simple doesn't mean it's ineffective. In fact, one, right. one could argue it's more effective because it's – think of all the time those people spend creating, you know, those pages. Yeah. Well, I think that any system you use is going to be the effective system, right? Right. And whether – like so for some like folks, sitting down and spending time on the list that they make or the page that they make is meditation on that day's to-do list, right? And for some some of us, it's a very quick, like, thing to do, maybe like a mind purge or something. But, like, if you're not going to use it, why do it? Right. And I often wonder how much of that stuff is forced and not even utilized in the way in which they're they're presenting it right yeah yeah i like i would love to know how many of those beautiful spreads are actually used as as a way to plan the day like and like because the not only does it does it convey this this needs to be a perfect form and structure but then it conveys this perfect life and that gets into a whole other topic of conversation that oh yeah i'm not going to get into and it's like you know I'll never be that person. And I don't think I ever want to hang out with a person like that. (laughs) Like, like it just, it it conveys this perfect life. Like you need to get up at the crack of dawn and have your first cup of coffee while you mindfully, you know, craft this piece of art that's going to be your day. And there's nothing wrong with that if that works for you. But like, there's something, there's something different about posting it. And like, I, I can't explain it. It's, it's something that's not tangible. But it's a mm. feeling. Well, and, and how many people are actually able 
to do that. How many of us, like when I go to work, my, I don't get to sit down and make a cup of coffee and meditate on my to-do list. Yeah. I, I empty out my thermos into my mug and then I go into staff meeting within 15 minutes of getting to work. And while I'm sitting there listening to clinical information, that's when I'm making my to-do list. I don't have the luxury of sitting down at a desk and having, even if I did have 15 minutes or a half hour to sit down and, and make a spread in a bullet journal that's all pretty and everything, I would have clients knocking on my door nonstop. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I need this. I need that. You know, and, you know, I, I just I think that some of that stuff is just a pipe dream, right? Like it's a it's not a very realistic reflection of what work life is for many of us. Yes. You know, it's great that there are lots of creative people out there. I'm very creative, but I don't have the luxury of having time to sit at my desk and reflect on my to do list. I got to churn it out because I got stuff to do. I got to go run groups Um and, you know, then I've got to call collaterals. I got to call insurance companies. And it's just that's not really how my work life is. Right. No, I, I completely agree. And I'm not knocking the people that do that and do that and it works for them. It's just I don't know. It, it's akin to like journaling for personal reasons that work for you, but then sharing it with the world because yeah. I've seen that, too. Um, on Instagram where people post a page of their private journal. Oh no. Well, so I have, um, and I've taken some of the images, some images out of my old art journal, uh-huh. which did include some writing and I've posted that online, but it was also, um, like years later, it wasn't like I'm going to personal journal and some of it was blurred out. Any really personal stuff was blurred, blurred out. Right. But yeah, some of that's not oof. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh yeah, it is. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to this conversation? No, I, I think that people should find a system that works for them. And, you know, sometimes that's going to be using something that's set up. If you can buy into someone else's system, fine. Um, but for I think the majority of us are struggling to find a system that works for us. And and then, like, once you find a system, don't be afraid to tweak it. Like, over the years, I've definitely tweaked my to-do system. I mean, I shared um, one of my to-do list systems with Lenore, and it was basically the pig pog method. Use a left-hand page and a right-hand page, and just a line drop down in the margin or as a margin, and then you put an X uh, next to the thing, which is uh, to me like an early stage bullet journal. And then over time that is morphed into what I use now. Um, But also my workplaces have radically changed over the years. So I I think that you'll find everyone will find a system that works for them. Also don't get disheartened if you do spend 25 bucks on a notebook and it doesn't work for you. Like you, you find that the system doesn't work. Um, just, you know, write in it somehow, make it, turn it into an art journal. I don't know, but like, don't get disheartened by that because it just means that that system is not for you. And I noticed that a lot of these companies are putting PDFs of their interior pages so that you can test it out. Maybe print off 
a bunch of those PDFs. And I think Hatch had a PDF and I think Coding Quill um, had some PDFs, but like a lot of them um, have PDFs like that. So you can test it out. Um, and then, you know, just go to Amazon and buy a $10 journal and make it your own. I, I think that's the, that's the key here. Yeah, no. And, and at the end of the day, whether it's <laughs> full of mistakes, uh, full of things crossed out, smudges and eraser marks, it's your own. And I, you know, I think that, that that's really kind of what's key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I think that you have to get a journal that works with the media that you like working with. So, you know, if you like working in fountain pen or you're going to use highlighters or you're going to use pencil, you want to make sure that you get a paper that's going to feel good with that media. Yes. Um, and and don't just like just because everyone else likes Leuchtturm doesn't mean that you have to like Leuchtturm. Um, maybe the paper's not for you. Maybe you don't want to use fountain pens. Maybe you want to use pencil and you, you just don't like Leuchtturm with pencil. So um, anyway, yeah. Well, I think we've done the uh, amount of talking, at least for me, I've, I've, this kind of went in a direction I didn't realize would go and I like it. Yeah. I, well, we always go, I think, in a direction we're not really expecting. I admittedly intentionally like to create scenarios like this. Um, mm -hmm. So it kind of naturally flows because I... I don't know. Hey, just like we talked about not wanting to be railroaded, you know, into documenting your life in a journal. I feel it's the same mm. way with the podcast. I feel like we are the, uh, you know, oh, there is a podcast called Dot Grid, but we're the Dot Grid of podcasts, Me <laughs> meaning make your own form. As you There's go. some structure, but not too much. Right, right. I'm going to be on Dot Grid. I really, what are you going to talk about? Uh, well, it's, it's a little open to interpretation. Um, but basically, like, um, where's the email? Where's the message? Specifically, um, cooking and meal prep, um, food prep. Okay. And also growing, fermenting. That is going to be super interesting. I, well, I hope I'm not boring. I always find your stuff interesting because I'm not interested in that stuff, but you always seem <laughs> to make things interesting. Well, good. Good, good. And I hope I didn't ruin anything for Andy and, and Will by announcing that. But yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be over there. Um, we're going to record next weekend. Um, and we'll see what happens. Super exciting. Um, and then as far as us and the, you know, we're still working on generating a nice list of co-hosts, right, Les? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got a few people who have signed up or um, said they, they want to sign up. And we're going to have uh, some conversations between you, myself, and Lenore, and hopefully those people. Um, we're going to do some mic testing and fun stuff with them to see how we all sound together and see if we jive. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Me too. So I think we can wrap this one up. Um, okay. 
So as usual, um, I feel like it's been a while since I've kind of thanked everybody. Um, mm. But really, I mean, when I went to Baltimore, I saw a couple of folks and I'm really bad with names. Um, but I saw people that came up to me because they really enjoyed RSVP. And that means a lot to me. Um, because like we always say, or at least I always say, like I would, I would, if, if we weren't recording a podcast, I, and I called less and Lenore regularly, we would just be talking about this stuff anyway. Uh, um, so it's nice to kind of let folks into the conversations that we have around the thing that we love. Um, so I just want to thank everyone for the support because, you know, sometimes when you kind of get down on the whole, like, you know, I, you know, I got to record a podcast and you're tired, you know, mm-hmm. like, like we're recording in the evening. I worked all day. It was, it was busy. But as soon as you start doing it, number one, it's fun. But also, you know, I think about the times when people have said they really enjoyed listening. And so thank you. Um, and if you haven't already, if you could review us on your, uh, you know, wherever you listen to us, um, that is helpful because it allows other people to kind of, you know, find out about our podcast or if you have a friend um lately i've been you know i came back from baltimore and i've been telling people hey i went to baltimore because there were these stationary things happening and like some people have no idea that there are podcasts about stationary and when they find out mm. they get super excited because they too love stationary uh yeah so yeah just just tell people why you love us and even if you don't love us tell us i want to know <laughs> like i i i do i th- i think I, I don't. <laughs> well, it it's a pen. It's a pen. It's a pen. how it's said. <laughs> right. But I always welcome uh, constructive is the key word criticism um, because it's it's what makes you better. And also, I think if, if we all just said we loved each other, we'd be in this weird echo chamber and it would be strange and gross. So but hopefully you like us more than you don't. Um, if you don't like us, you wouldn't have listened this far. So really, I'm just shouting into the void at this point. Um, and on that note, um, you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. Um, there is a link uh, for Spectrum Chat. And I'm the biggest procrastinator in the entire universe. And I apologize, but I am working on the Discord. Um <laughs> Uh-huh. Now that I'm back from Baltimore, I also had the flu the week before I went to Baltimore. Oh. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, so I want to try to do it before I start grad school because after that, I'm not going to have time for anything. Um, so at least I can get it up and going. It's almost pretty much there. I should just throw a link in the group and see what happens. Um, but uh, I'll put a link for that as well maybe in our in our show notes here. Um, but you can find me, Dade, uh, at weeklypencil.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. Uh, Lenore can be found rarely on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt, but she most likely will be hanging out on Facebook in the Erasable Podcast Group and the RSVP Stationary Podcast Group. Les, what about you? If I may, at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram and Twitter at Original Elsie Harper. I'm also uh, sometimes on the spectrum chat every now and then I, I head on over there and I hadn't opened it up on the new pizza box. So I'm, I'm there now. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So until next time. <laughs>